course. So my name is Kostas Kazanzis. Um, and I would say that my practice is kind of focusing a lot on identifying new ways of disseminating fashion and art media within hybrid worlds. And by hybrid worlds, I mean kind of ecologies that merge physical, physical and digital entities. Um, I work as a creative technologist at the Fashion Innovation Agency. We are a team that is based at London College of Fashion, kind of a hybrid model because we work mainly with industry and we create proof of concept projects, which we bring back to the university as knowledge exchange. And also, yeah, our remit is to basically educate the fashion industry on ways through which they can implement emerging technology to kind of change uh, traditional practice and question the way they have been doing things. So, yeah, I'm super interested in exploring any new technology. Mainly my work focuses a lot and is circulating around game engines, which are, in a few words, software that were initially created for the video gaming industry, but they've been uh, adopted by several other industries in the past few years because of the increased need of creating immersive experiences. And yeah, I work a lot with 3D design, modeling and animation software uh, and techniques like motion capture and volumetric capture. That's super interesting. It's definitely a really unique role. I'm really interested to know how your journey within the fashion industry actually began. Yeah, actually, that's a really, really good question. Uh, so it's, to be honest, like my first degree was computer science, computer engineering. Uh, and then at the time when I was doing that degree, I also studied photography. So I always had like that practical side of me and then that creative side of me. And I was struggling for a while to find a way to combine the two. Uh, so when I first relocated to London, what I did is I started working for fashion stores and fashion brands. I was doing digital marketing, website design, and then gradually I was super interested by using 3D to kind of disseminate fashion at the time, like doing static renders and video renders through software like Blender or Cinema 4D. I was again very much intrigued by how the VFX industry and the fashion industry were starting to come together. Uh, to produce really inspiring content. And yeah, I did it at an industry level in the beginning, but then uh, I guess that my interest was shifted towards real time. So I really enjoyed the work like with renders and post-processing and I still do that. But I was curious to see how we can kind of, you know, elevate that and bring digital fashion into the real world. So I wanted to specialize a bit around game engines and AR and VR. So I did a master's degree, which at the time was called fashion media production. I focused a lot on AR and VR. And that's how gradually, yeah, I got to do what I'm doing today. Yeah, so it sounds like you just had a natural interest in the digital space. Would you say that that's fair? Yeah, 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 I think I was always interested in the digital space and mainly like on my creative side, because I started with traditional photography, I was super drawn into 3D because of the fact that you can play around with elements of abstraction that are not possible in the real world. So I was kind of manipulating images that I took traditionally, mix and matching them and then kind of uh, shifted towards a bit more into 3D renders. Yeah, I was also interested, I guess, in kind of blending physical and digital practice and kind of identifying new ways of, uh, of communicating imagery and visual culture. Yeah, that's really interesting. I suppose because you um, have this interest in digital, I'm kind of interested to get your opinion on digital fashion generally, because it is something that definitely has mixed opinions about. So I'm interested to know who you think the people are who are also interested in digital fashion. Who are the people buying digital clothes and yet, yeah, do you think it's niche as well? Mm, yeah, again, that's that's a super interesting question uh, to kind of form that discourse around digital fashion. So I think that when I 
first started being interesting in the space, it was definitely considered a niche. Uh, at the time, and that, that's still happening, fashion brands were showing an advanced interest towards the demographic that existed within video games. And traditionally, we always tend to think that video gamers are, uh, are a particular demographic that is kind of exclusive. However, I think that that's uh, changing a lot. Like recently, I was reading research that stated that in 2019, 63% of mobile game consumers were women, and women mobile gamers were 79% more kind of keen to purchase virtual goods within these uh, ecologies, within the video gaming world. So traditionally, I think it was considered a niche because it was addressing a demographic that only existed within those games. However, I think that seeing the fact that the same technologies that were used to create video games are now being used to, to generate fashion experiences, art exhibitions, uh, many other live events like around music, as well, so I think that um, more or less every one of us is becoming part of these kind of gamified experiences, and I think that uh, increases the interest around the distribution of digital products. So I think more or less everyone is kind of becoming a digital native, and in one way or another, uh, kind of consuming digital fashion. Uh, of course, we are still at this stage in terms of hardware that AR is not like fully widely distributed. But I think that we will get to this point where the physical and the digital are going to be completely merged and then the distribution of digital fashion will be ever more relevant. Yeah, I tend to agree. I feel like the way that a lot of industries are going, it's almost like we're being spoon fed this digital space and that we're becoming more and more used to it. And then it's naturally becoming part of our everyday Every lives and then people are becoming more accepting of these things. So in this way, like, what do you think is the most valuable role that digital can play in the fashion industry? Mm. I think the most valuable role that digital can play is kind of, um, I would say, revolutionize existing models and um, help us kind of uh, make an industry that is more sustainable and more inclusive. Now, I will, I will elaborate more on that. Uh, yeah, I think by merging digital practices within existing physical practice, we can find new models of uh, not only creating, but also disseminating and distributing fashion. I would say, first of all, that like one of the main points that always gets around the metaverse is the fact that people would tell you that the metaverse is only about virtualizing things. And yeah, to some great extent, it is about that. But I think to some greater extent, it is about finding new ways of connecting each other. So for example, a traditional fashion show would be an event that would be accessible to very few people, but now it can be distributed to many more through that. From a university perspective, like we have students that come uh, to the university and they're completely self-taught. So these resources are available online. We have this new generation of people who are learning to work in the 3D realm and they don't need to kind of, uh, you know, they, it, it, they can do that regardless of where they are in the world, their cultural heritage, their economic situation, which I find inspiring. Um, yeah, also on the sustainability side, the, dig the digital design is a technique that helps a lot in the process of sampling and kind of helps eliminate uh, mass production. There is an overwastage. There's lots of different things through which the digital can uh, be implemented into traditional practice and, and change fashion as it is. Recently, I was always doing a project of, um, I was working on a project which kind of involved digitizing existing pieces from my wardrobe uh, and then manipulating them in the digital and mix and matching them together with my physical garments. So I think that is kind of a first approach in how can we eliminate our excessive need to consume? What if a brand could produce less 
And then the consumer had that interactive template or platform that would allow them to manipulate that product, change its textures, add effects on top of it. So that is another way of uh, kind of yeah, eliminating our, our need to consume all the time. And I think that brands are realizing that like initially, post before COVID, pre-COVID, uh, brands were kind of still having that mentality that they have to produce more in order to sell more. But now they are addressing consumers who are kind of aware and conscious and they're trying to kind of increase the product cycle of uh, the, the, yeah, the product's life cycle. Uh, so I think that the digital can help towards that. Yeah, I love how you've merged different ideas together there, because obviously when I speak to a lot of people, the one overarching thing is that how accessible digital fashion is and how it gives more opportunities for designers or people who want to be involved in the industry to kind of access it just through their own home. So that's obviously one great element. But then again, the sustainability and production, reducing samples. And then on top of that, the interactivity of digital fashion, how it can create these new experiences. So I like how you've merged them all together, because I think when I first started exploring digital fashion, Mm. I was always thinking, how do they come together? Mm. And they're all very different sub niches within the digital fashion space but I think they can all work together now especially that it's all evolving they're coming together more and more and on the creative side I think also that we need to appreciate the fact that trial and error is super quick and easy with the digital whereas like with for physical designers they would need to produce that garment so I think on the creative and educational side it plays a role there as well um, which is interesting Yeah, that's very true. And that actually leads me on to my next question. So you're a creative technologist. Can you explain a bit more about what this is? Mm, Yeah, definitely. So again, like the the territories of what a creative technologist could be are kind of not yet defined, I would say. And it's nice to be that way. Like I think in terms of the field that I'm working in, uh, it's more about, it's not, it's not a lot about, like it, it is about specialization, but not so much than it was before. It's about like gaining transferable skills and being open to change and to experimenting with new techniques. So my role mainly, as I was saying before, like is to create those proof of concepts, which bring together fashion brands and technology partners. I'm super interested in technology that is three to five years from implementation. Uh, and that's our vision at the FIA. So basically to... Uh, work with technology that is not yet commercialized. So yeah, I, ex- I do a lot of experiments, collaborate with different teams. Uh, in terms of software and the and the, the, the actually the stuff that I'm using, I'm working mainly within game engine technologies, which are software that allow you to generate these 3D worlds, but also program interaction. So you can articulate how your audience, how you want your audience to interact with them. Um, so yeah, I explore any type of technology that can have an impact on the fashion and retail industries from photogrammetry to volumetric capture, uh, to motion capture as well, and how we can do that in real time. And the, out of the template for that, the platform that this is showcased could be in an interactive web experience. It could be AR, it could be VR. There's lots of different ways, uh, that this can be distributed in. And then my role involves a lot also uh, involvement with students. So kind of, uh, uh, I would say like, yeah, I'm, I'm lecturing at the, co- at the university as well because these projects that we're doing, we're bringing them back to the college's knowledge exchange research, which is not traditional academic paper-based research, but kind of a more practical approach to research, which is uh, interesting in students that are looking to, I would say, expand their practice by merging uh, physical and digital techniques within that. Mm. So when you say you're looking at technologies that are maybe five years out of actually being rolled out, how do you go about sourcing this information? Is it really 
looking across the industry, going, talking to different people, or do you have a direct method of figuring out what this is? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. I would say the first part of that is to keep our eyes open in terms of like being connected with technology partners and startups, but also like well-established uh, technology companies. And what we do is that we're trying to get in touch with our R&D teams and see what is currently under research and development for them. Uh, and our uh, role is basically to take that and try and find ways through which it could be applied from a fashion perspective. Also, yeah, there's lots of conferences and panel discussions that we do. So we try and have a public-facing uh, kind of uh, identity where we can meet people and we can actually, yeah, it, be at the intersection between the fashion and the tech in industry. When I first started studying computer science, for example, it, they were this, the two industries were completely distinct and opposite things, which I never like liked. And I think this was one of the reasons why I was struggling to find a way to combine art, fashion with technology. But now I can see that this is changing. And it inspires me so much, the fact that I'm at this kind of intersection and seeing, like, for example, uh, students that come to do a first-year BA in fashion photography experimenting with AI. Uh, for me, that's fascinating because when I first started, uh, I was saying before studying engineering, this wasn't the case. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask you, actually, you obviously interact with a lot of students who are experts in this space and also very interested in it. Do you find that the general attitude towards merging digital technology and fashion practices is becoming more common? I, I definitely think so, yeah. And um, I can see that even from the big luxury brands, they're trying to kind of source these in-house skill sets uh, of people who kind of identify what is possible with the technology and are able to manage those projects. Because it's not about everyone learning how to use 3D tools and game engine technologies, but I think sometimes big companies are lacking uh, these in-house skill sets of managerial and leadership roles that kind of can curate and manage those projects and know what is possible with the technology. Uh, we're seeing a digital sh shift, I would say, uh, and, it's, and it's rapid. And with the advancements in the hardware side, I think that this is going to be accelerated a lot more um, in the future. But yeah, I, see, I think that we are kind of trying to nurture a younger generation of creatives that kind of have these transferable skills and are able mm -hmm. to, you know, like to, uh, to navigate around that ever-changing landscape of merging the physical with the digital. And initially, I think that many people, especially from the fashion sh side, were seeing the two things, as I was saying before, as distinct entities, the physical and the digital. However, I think we're not going to get anywhere through that mindset. I think we need to see them as we need to kind of identify the models through which they can interact with each other and lead to, as I was saying before, to an industry that is better in terms of sustainability, inclusivity and many other aspects of it. Yeah, that's really interesting. And then I suppose with this, obviously, people talk about how the gaming industry and fashion emerging. And you mentioned as well that you look into these kind of technologies like Unreal, things like this. Do you think that the gap is being bridged more and more or do you think it's still typical fashion mm. professionals and typical gaming professionals, they aren't coming together naturally yet? How How is that from your perspective? Yeah, I think that I think that we are we are at this point that this is starting to change. Uh, I, for one side, I, I can see that through is like the video games, which, as I was saying before, traditionally you would expect a particular demographic existing there. However, like for example, Fortnite is a good example of it. It's not just a video game; it's a place where people can 
kind of come together. You can meet there. You can see live events. There's concerts that are being hosted there. So like kind of the, the video gaming industry is changing as well because it becomes more about these spaces where we can coexist and interact and come together. And also there is the aspect of the game, of course, there, but there's many more things that you can do. So I think that, yeah, brands are kind of addressing communities that don't only exist in the physical realm, but they exist in the digital as well. Um, also through our, through the fact that, uh, like, I mean, through, through the smartphone device and our interaction with social media for a while now, we've been curating ourselves with, uh, many more immaterial layers on top of our physical identities. Like an example would be the filters that we are wearing within these platforms. And I think that when, as I was saying before, that hardware device comes, I mean, I'm pretty sure Apple are going to announce glasses soon. Uh, this means that the digital and the physical would be much more merged and then it would even be more relevant to kind of distribute these assets and for fashion and the digital world to come together. Yeah, I like how you said that it's more than just a game or it's more than just this because it is it is the two worlds merging together but for a different purpose. It's for this kind of immersive experience for being part of a community and then it all ties together. So I think that's a really interesting way to look at it for sure. Mm. And I agree that it's like, almost the need is there now and we're just waiting for the hardware to catch up. So it is it is very interesting. Exactly. Um, I think it's also connected. Sorry to, inter- to interrupt. No, I was just going to say like a little comment that it's also very closely connected to the advancements in web technology because like from the moment we get born into this world, we learn to navigate it around us in 360, in 3D, like I turn my head around and navigate my surroundings and it doesn't make sense that for so long we've been consuming the web in this 2D traditional ways so i think that again this is changing like the web is becoming more 3d and uh yeah together with that kind of advancement there comes the point of these uh brand communities and communities of people basically being structured within these digital spaces uh which is interesting in terms of fashion yeah that's so true it literally is like the natural evolution that fits to how we are as humans so that's really that's really interesting and I was really inspired um with the project you did in collaboration with the fashion innovation agency and Outernet so I wanted to speak to you more about that and if you can actually explain what that project was that would be yeah yeah yeah. of course this this project was um was kind of a realization of our of our advanced interest like at the fashion innovation industry in, in at the fashion innovation agency we've been super interesting in how super interested in how kind of cities around the world will become digital canvases. We have been looking into large-scale LED installations, um, again, and also really interested in virtual production, which is a technique that initially has been used in cinema, but there's lots of uh, fashion outputs for it. But yeah, like the idea behind that project was how we can actually revolutionize, uh, revolutionize and change the way we have been making fashion film. So basically, what we wanted is to... Uh, curate a fashion film in front of these large-scale LED walls that are available at the outset. I think at the moment they're the largest uh, LED walls, uh, LED screens in Europe. Uh, So what we did is that we worked with Unreal Engine. I created these immersive environments within the engine uh, in collaboration. Again, these environments were created to host two different performances. So we worked together with uh, a course at London College of Fashion, which is called MA Costume for Performance. Um, and what we did is that, yeah, we created these 3D environments in Unreal Engine. We projected those environments into 
uh, the screens out the outlets, and then we had the real, um, da- like a physical dancer and the physical garment as well. Uh, they were performing the choreography in front of the LED walls. So the film team was actually uh, shooting the model in front of the LED walls, and in a way that made made them kind of feel like they were immersed into the digital environment. Uh, and that is extremely interesting for us as a new way of kind of producing fashion imagery and content, even campaign imagery as well, being able to generate any type of environment in 3D and then shoot real-life models in front of these walls. But this makes them, you may, it makes you feel that they are part of that 3D environment. And with the advancements in, in 3D, actually, we can create uh, extremely photorealistic worlds. So it's not just the gamified environments. We can actually create anything we we, we want and play around with elements of abstraction that are not possible in the physical world, like uh, scale and the materiality of things, um, all of that, which to me is uh, really, really inspirational. Yeah, so that is a true bringing physical and digital together to create something more exciting and emotive as well. So how what do you think is the main purpose for this kind of experience in the industry, just purely to showcase product in a in a more exciting way or how do you see it coming to life yeah first of all i think that one very important element of that technique uh is the fact like when we talk with like big luxury brands one of the big barriers is the fact that they do not have in-house skill sets of designing digital garments this is not always easy and they need to source it externally and sometimes it costs a lot. So techniques like the one uh, that we use, like b- by shooting the models in front of the LED walls, actually do not need brands to have these skill sets. They can bring their physical models and physical garments and create campaign imagery, uh, fashion film, whatever, without the need to produce these garments digitally, digitally which I think for me is uh, super interesting because it kind of addresses the wider umbrella of, of brands. I, I could definitely see it as a way to to create engaging content, like by shooting models in front of that. But also, there is a real time element to it. Like, I would uh, it would be amazing to imagine it in a catwalk environment. So you could have like a performer moving around the catwalk. Then you would have the screens, and then by using a real time motion capture system, for example, you could have your real life model interacting with digital characters on the screen. Uh, so these interesting kind of approaches are being generated. Also. You could uh, integrate trackers within the screens, which means that by movements of your hands and your body, you could manipulate those visuals. So I could see it working amazingly in a retail scenario where you could have consumers come into the store and interact with the screen content, try on product and kind of curate these meaningful moments, which brands are looking for in order to bring consumers back to the stores, but also to nurture that relationship beyond the retail environment. Yeah. And would you say that the digital technology you used really enhanced your creative process and allowed your ideas to come to life in a better way? Definitely. I think the most important part towards that is that we can, as I was saying, play around with elements of abstraction that are not possible in the physical world. So you don't have any restrictions, which means that the creative potential is kind of limitless. Uh, which I always find super interested when when working with 3D. Also, there's some like practicalities that I think we need to take into consideration. For example, the fact that you can just change the the visuals just by clicking a button, whereas traditionally you would have to move entire crews even from different countries to be able to get this difference in in environment in backdrops for for the fashion film or the campaign imagery so there are these practicalities that make it super easy to work with these tools and create very engaging content yeah so that was going to be my next question 
did the was there any kind of barriers with using this technology what were the main challenges and also what kind of expertise did you have to have in order to use mm. this um, I would say that in terms of the creative side, there the limits are very hard to discern because of the fact that you can create anything you want. Of course, there's at the moment, like at, at the time that we did the project, uh, uh, there was an element of real time into it that sometimes, depending on the hardware and the setup at the space, is not always easy to achieve, but it works perfectly fine. So I think that even that wouldn't be considered as a, as a limitation because you could do it with pre-rendered content, but as in virtual production, there is the other way of doing it in real time. So being able to manipulate the environment that you're working with on the screens in real time so you could change the lights and uh, how you want the the environment to behave together with the model. Uh, but this is super interesting to explore. And through the advancements in Unreal Engine, it's definitely doable at the, at the moment. Uh, so yeah, I would say that the skill sets behind that would be, you would need like skill sets around 3D design and environment creation within Unreal. So skills working within Unreal Engine or Unity, like our project was done in Unreal. Um, and then, of course, you would need access to, 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 the, to the screen installation spaces. Yeah. So what was your favorite part of doing this project? Mm. I guess that one of my favorite parts was the fact that, um, yeah, as I was saying before, the creative side of it uh, the fact that there were no restrictions in regards to what we would have on the screens. Of course, like seeing your work in such uh, an enormous uh, installation of screens is like always very, very inspirational. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, also, the process of the shoot was something that uh, inspired me a lot because, again, it raises these questions of how do we merge traditional with emerging practice in in ways that we haven't done before. So I think that we're all learning towards that because these collaborations are pretty new to us, especially from a fashion side. So I really enjoy the fact of people coming together from different disciplines and working towards the same output. And I think that uh, in our in our case, the technology became the connecting part between all of these different disciplines, from a choreographer to the dancers to the performers, the fashion designers, um, the directors, like the directors of photography, the videographers, all of them, which uh, I find extremely, extremely inspirational. Uh, and yeah, it's it's the fact that we're generating a new industry and new ways of collaborating together, and that always is uh, is very, very interesting to me. Um, also, another element of that is because we created a film as part of that with the behind the scenes, seeing how it informed the practice of the students that worked together with us and how they were talking about how like that opportunity that they had to showcase their work in, in that scenario kind of influenced the way they were thinking about the work and how they can merge it with the digital. So that always uh, is super interesting to see. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I agree that it's it's super exciting to bring together different expertise and then facilitate the ideas with the advantage of digital technology so I think the way that you've put that is is really interesting and yeah it's really cool so how long did the project actually take like in terms of the time so I would say that overall it was it was around four to six months of course like we've been in in, in discussions with the outlets uh, a long time ago to be able to maintain that collaboration uh, but uh, yeah, I would say it involved it, it involved around uh, four to six months, uh, depending on like for the for the students to basically design the garments and uh, curate the choreography, 
like for me to create the digital environments. And of course, we had some testing as well. So we didn't do the shoot one off. We had some visits at the outlet to be to make sure that the content looks nice on the screens. Some of it was also rendered. So we had to make sure that the the renders were addressing the pixel size of the screens, all of that. Uh, so yeah, I think it was around really that Interesting. Time. And have you done any other projects like this? Or are you planning anything else? of this nature mm, that, that's a really good question i mean i'm super interested in in using like as i was saying before large led installations we've been in in touch i've been in touch and from a fashion innovation agency perspective with many of the virtual production studios uh yeah i think we're very very interested in virtual production which has been used initially in cinema it allows that kind of uh, element of being able to shoot entire scenes just within a studio but also having uh, the creative potential of designing any content for the 3D walls that can be very photorial or completely otherworldly, and how this can be merged with other techniques as well, like volumetric capture and all of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm super interested in creating new projects that merge virtual production with volumetric capture from a fashion perspective, because this is something that we haven't seen a lot uh, in fashion. I think it would benefit, uh, it would greatly benefit uh, a lot of different uh, showcasing models within the fashion industry from catwalk shows to yeah, creating fashion film. Yeah, I completely agree. I think virtual production is such an interesting uh, avenue to explore for fashion because of just the unlimited potential that it can offer. And as well, the kind of elevated digital experience. It's not just kind of a flat digital render it's something you can actually interact with a virtual background that can actually become part of the the show exactly. or what you're trying to present so i think that's the most interesting part of it but yeah what do you think is the biggest barrier of fashion with virtual production mm. i mean i would say that initially uh one of the biggest barriers is cost so usually like these technologies kind of require brands to have access to particular studio spaces with uh, kind of advanced and heavy equipment, which is not always cheap. It's kind of very expensive. Uh, so I think that w that's one of the main barriers. And the other one would be the fact that many brands still do not have these in-house skill sets of being able to manage those projects. So usually they would need to source them externally. And this sometimes raises complexities that are difficult to solve. Like on the good side, though, uh, for the time that I've been working within the fashion tech sector, we, what we've seen is the fact that the technology partners are trying to democratize the technology and make it accessible uh, to everyone to use. Like volumetric capture is a big example of that, which initially would be extremely expensive uh, to, to be able to implement it within a brand strategy and do it at the Balenciaga quality level. Uh, mm -hmm. However, what we're seeing is that this is again shifting and there's many of the people that we're working with in terms of volumetric, they're releasing mobile applications, allowing you to do it just by using an iPhone device or an Android device, which again, uh, to me, is, is super interesting to see. Also scanning photogrammetry is another technique that used to be done only within photogrammetry rigs, but now with the, the advancement in the technology and the fact that the iPhone Pros have the LiDAR scanner, which is a depth sensor, you can do it very easily through your phone. So we're seeing that many of the things that we used to have access to particular studio spaces, we can do now just by using a smartphone device. Uh, mm. Virtual production is a bit of is a bit of another discussion because of the fact that you need to have access to these LED walls. Uh, but uh, again, we see that uh, in the past few years, there's more and more spaces and ways to do it. So you don't only uh, you can do it like in more cheap ways than traditionally. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I really admire your passion on this. And I completely agree that there's so many different avenues to explore. And I think, yeah, it's, it's interesting to explore the idea of virtual production as well. Is, is that something that um, at the London College of Fashion, you kind of offer your students education on? Or is it more if someone's interested in it? They can um, yeah, so basically the university, like d- due to the increased need in digital transformation and students like uh, requiring these kinds of modules and uh, digital practice, I think that the, the institution as well is changing and expanding to be able to adapt to these needs. Uh, there's lots of workshops that we do. We have a digital learning lab. Uh, so we teach game engines, like we teach students to be able to create these spaces within 3D, but also to experiment with AR, VR, Web3, all of these different uh, techniques that have been very popular lately. Uh, we have a photogrammetry rig, as I was saying before, we're planning to implement a motion capture studio. Uh, at the moment, we do not offer like an LED um, an LED volume, but this is something that we we definitely are looking towards in the future. Yeah, and it just shows that obviously the industry is changing and therefore the courses and modules that you offer have to accommodate this. So it's a really exciting and I'm sure that it will just continue to snowball in this really positive way. So it's a exciting exactly. time to be watching this. Yeah, and we're seeing like, the, like because I mean, at the Fashion Innovation Agency, one of our... Uh, biggest visions is like to be able to nurture that younger generation of fashion creatives who are going to be able to adapt within this landscape and we can see how this can be done through transferable skills and all of that Uh, and it's kind of changing sometimes the role of the educator in terms of the fact that I think that the most important thing is to be able to inspire those students and help them navigate the right resources to teach themselves how to use these tools because uh, for example game engines are tools that are used in almost every industry like from automotive to video games to fashion to architecture so there is like a, a very wide umbrella of things that you can do with the software which means that it's difficult for you to start from scratch so I think it, the, more, the most important thing for students is to just generate ideas and then work towards identifying the right way of doing it within those software and I think that's, yeah, that's the right way to kind of learn how to use them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What advice would you give to students who are interested in this space? Do you think it's to learn 3D software or just explore the new ideas? What What is Yeah, I think that, yeah, the, the best advice would be to, for me, like at least in my opinion, to be open, to experiment with new things. Like I would say like when you're a student, it's better to to fail doing something that you've done just for what that failing doing something that you've just done for the first time, where it's always succeeding in something that you know very well how to do. It's about having that curious mindset and not being afraid, I would say, of, of the different tools that you can implement. I think that, again, that is changing. Like, uh, of course, we need to question the technology, but we don't need to be scared of it. Technology also fails. And when technology fails, that is also like for me a very... Uh, inspirational moment where something like could kind of be generated aesthetically, you know, like seeing, for example, with AI, when you feed an algorithm with different imagery and content, and then you wait with this element of of randomness for the AI to produce something, and it might fail, it might create something that you were not expecting, and I think that's very close to the creative process. So it's, uh, it's inspirational to do that, and do not always trust the technology, but also be inspired by when the technology fails and what we can do through it. Can we come together to solve that challenge, or can we use it uh, cleverly, you know, as an aesthetic approach to something? Yeah, I love how you said that it kind of mirrors the creative process because I think that shows that, yeah, it is this trial and error 
thing that we should mm. not not be disheartened when something fails but then also like you said that this digital fashion space is so new in itself so of course it's evolving and changing so I think it's even more so in this in this space as well so on a similar question what advice would you give to brands who are wanting to utilize digital technology mm. again that's a very, very good question from, from a brand perspective. Um, I would say, like, I think that the most important part is try and nurture these teams, like maybe try and expand their digital teams and the people that are working within uh, within the company spectrum in terms of like their, uh, in terms of being able to navigate the, the landscape of the metaverse in better ways in order to not need it to source it externally, but have these skill sets in-house. I think the most important thing for for a fashion brand is to have this. As a, as a, I mean, I might be repeating myself, but to have these leadership roles that kind of identify what is possible with the technology, and they are able to manage those projects. Because in many cases, this is uh, something that is very hard for brands to do, and it costs them a lot of resources and money to to do it externally. Uh, the second advice is again, which is for me is super important, is the fact that we. We have to stop seeing the physical and the digital as distinct entities. And of course, fashion is about physicality, tangibility. It's about that relationship with the physical material and the product. And we're never going to get away from that. And it's good that way. However, we, we, I think we should kind of consider the ways through which we can blend the physical with the digital to create new ways of collaboration. So, yeah, I would say like seeing things more, um, more transferably and being able to adapt with the technology uh, seeing the two coming together and being inspired from that. Uh, also, yeah, another really interesting advice to brands is the fact that usually we tend to associate digital fashion with the video game's aesthetics, the very low poly. So we think that it's very limited to what it can achieve. However, like if you see different uh, realizations of digital fabric and the way it behaves, we can actually achieve a wide spectrum of different aesthetics around it. We can completely replicate physical materials. We can aim for very photoreal results as well as the video game is low poly ones. So yeah, the spectrum of what can be done aesthetically with uh, digital fashion is very, very broad, much broader than we think of. Uh, we usually showcase that video, which we did... Uh, in collaboration with the fabricant, this was a while ago, I think 2018, we digitized the collection of a designer called Sadie Clayton. Anyways, we have this cloth simulation video from that time. And even now, we still show it to big luxury brands and it takes them a while to believe that this is actually uh, not real and it's digital. So I think that, yeah, brands need to be educated more in regards to what is possible with the digital and how it can help them expand their business activity. Yeah, I think that's so true. And on a similar note, I actually once heard someone say you need to look at how digital fashion will be in the future, not necessarily how it will be right now, as on top of what we can already achieve. So I think, again, it's that mind shift about it. But I think, like you said at the start of this conversation, we are becoming more and more accustomed to it. So I think it will naturally flow in the right direction. So as a closing question, what do you believe or what do you hope the future of the fashion industry is in terms of this technology mm. evolution? Yeah, I really, really hope that uh, we get to this point that uh, AR can become more like accessible and distributed easily, more easily. Uh, I think that we will get to that stage and I'm really, really inspired to see how we will 
we will be disseminating fashion within that landscape. Like uh, we always like to, I, I always like to parallelize it with the first launch of the smartphone device. When the first smartphone was launched, we didn't know why we need a smartphone. We didn't have those needs, and we started getting smartphones. And then gradually, social media emerged, using your phone as a camera or a video camera. All of these things emerged afterwards. However, now we have like a younger generation of people working in 3D. We create digital fashion. We distribute digital fashion. The only issue is that we do not have that hardware device which will make it like real time and widely distributed. And when that happens, I think the change would be rapid. So what interests me so much is the fact of how we are going to be expressing ourselves with these those scenarios. How are we going to be able to mix and match physical pieces with digital ones? How we are going to be able to curate ourselves with expanded digital layers that will give like a creative expression, a whole new potential for everyone, which I find uh, extremely interesting. Again, the sustainability benefits of that are many in regards to mass consumption and eliminating overwastage and all of that. Uh, but I think that this would also change the way designers would uh, address their audiences because with with the activation of that, uh, the consumer and the designer relationship is changing because the consumer doesn't only exist as a passive viewer of the content, but they're actually part of the narration of the content because the designer can create an interactive template and the audience can manipulate the garment, do stuff on it, add effects, uh, change the way they express themselves. So I think that kind of uh, broadens the barriers of what fashion is uh, and it makes it much more uh, much more fascinating. Yeah, well, it certainly sounds there's so many exciting things to explore. And yeah, that's why I've really enjoyed speaking to you. It's been You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.